Sisters in the Shadows is in aid of Nordif Robbins. Nordif Robbins is the largest independent music therapy charity in the UK, dedicated to enriching the lives of people affected by life-limiting illnesses, isolation or disability. Their music therapists are expertly trained to tune into each movement, reaction and expression of the individuals they work with to discover how music can enrich their lives. They are absolutely brilliant. But they receive no government funding and so rely on the generosity of their supporters. Charities like Nordif Robbins are really struggling these days and need your help more than ever. As a musician and a music lover, I know firsthand of the healing powers of music. It can lift your spirits, unite people and touch your heart in ways nothing else can. And the amazing therapists at Nordif Robbins use that power to help some of the most vulnerable people in society. If you love music and care about people, and I know you do, I ask you as a proud ambassador of Nordif Robbins Music Therapy Charity to help support their important work today. Just go to nordif-robbins.org.uk to find out more. That's nordif-robbins.org.uk. Hello my darlings and welcome to Sisters in the Shadows, Women in Blues and Jazz. I'm Colette Cooper. In this series I'm looking at the amazing impact and influence women have had and still have on the development of blues and jazz. Today's episode is dedicated to sweet Emma Barrett. Sweet Emma was born in the birthplace of jazz, New Orleans, in 1897. She began playing piano at the age of seven. In 1923, she joined Oscar Celestine's original Tuxedo Jazz Orchestra. And in 1928, she moved over to Beb Ridgely's Tuxedo Jazz Orchestra. Mm, so well dressed back then. In 1947, she had a steady gig at the Happy Landing, a jazz club in Louisiana, and made her recording debut in 1961 with her own album on Riverside Records that featured instrumentals and some vocals by Emma. She was known as Belle Gal because she always wore a red skull cap and had Christmas bells in her garters that jingled as she played. Fabulous. She garnered international recognition throughout the 1960s and even appears as herself in the film, The Cincinnati Kid. She sadly suffered a stroke that paralyzed her in 1967, but continued to perform and record until her death in 1983, at the age of 85. And the rest is history. Today I'm talking to the award-winning writer Sammy Stein. She's an extremely well-respected jazz writer on the UK jazz and blues scene. Her brilliant book, Women in Jazz, which was released last October 2019, was highly acclaimed. And her latest book, Gender Disparity in UK Jazz, co-written with Debbie Burke, is out now and is already a bestseller on Amazon. Both brilliant, amazing books. So 
So we have the wonderful Sammy Stein on the show, who's a, a brilliant author. You're award-winning author, aren't you? Yeah, just about. Yeah, <laughs> so, congrat- that's times. <laughs> congratulations. She's a, she's a great jazz writer. And uh, she's written a wonderful book, Women in Jazz, and all that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> all that, and just brilliantly, it's brilliantly, beautifully written. And, and you know, what I love, what, what I love about you, Sammy, is because Ooh. you're an amazing writer. You love jazz, you write about jazz. But, you know, you play some instruments yourself. You played the clarinet, you, you sing, you, you, you do it all yourself. Um, well, I, I can make a noise, but I mean, to be honest, I'm much better writing than I am uh, doing any of those other things. Yeah, but still you do it. And that's what I love because your sister's, yeah. a, um, she plays the piano well, doesn't she? She's yes, a really good yeah, pianist. She does, yeah. <laughs> so when, you know, you, you picked up all these instruments and, and you, you played, but then did you feel shy about it? Did you feel like, no, the, actually, I want to write about this. I, I prefer yeah, to. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm I'm not very good at um at performing. Um yeah, I've got a huge, you know, I mean it sounds really weird, but I've got quite a confidence issue and I, I think it's so much easier to kind of push other people yeah. by being by being empowering. Yeah. Um and I think as a writer, I mean it took me a while, but it, I finally kind of found that that's the niche that I really enjoy. I like being um I like m- my name to be known, but I like to be kind of you know, pushing these incredible performers forward. Yeah. Well, you're so a bloody good writer. You don't <laughs> need to play the bloody clarinet or the piano. So, you know. Oh, I still, I mean, I still love making the noise on them, but yeah. I mean, that's literally all I do. But it's just so nice because, um, you know, sometimes you, you come across a musician and you just think people have got to know about this person. Yeah, well, that's lovely. You know, and yeah, so that's, that's what I like to do. And it's lovely to have really great supportive writers like you. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. So when, when you were growing up, and I mean, I, I know that when you were growing up, you, you kind of, when you started to get into it and really recognise it and understand it, it, you, it, was, it was Nina Simone, wasn't it? It really, you know, sort of brought, got your attention. Yeah, I mean, I'd had quite an eclectic um, mix, you know, I mean, classical, like I sang opera, I, I was in bands and wow. all kinds of things. But then, yeah, I mean, but even when I was doing classical and I was told I could sing and I, I was I was really one of the youngest members of the Savoy and places like that. So, I mean, wow. <laughs> it was, yeah. you know, I was only I 16, love- but I love singing. So, um, but um even though I, I quite like sort of, you know, being a character and all this kind of thing, there was the music just didn't move me as yeah, you know, for want of a better word. I mean some some of it did, you know, there yeah. were beautiful things like Cena from Swan Lake and yeah. things like that. But then um yeah, I heard Gersh I heard Gershwin and I mean I was about eleven and I just knew that there was something about that kind of music with that kind of kilter that off kilter that I, I mean, it's swing, but I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. And then, I, yeah, I heard Nina Simone and, you know, someone said, hey, this is jazz. And I was like, hang on, this isn't jazz. Because all the yes. jazz that I'd grown up with was like, um, you know, in lifts and in cafes and in restaurants. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of <laughs> slightly yeah. yawning. Although yeah. I have to say, those people who I thought were slightly boring, when I've, when I've seen them live, they've been anything but. So, yeah. 
I think some of it was actual was what people thought that people wanted to buy as well. Yeah, that's so true. But when you when you heard Nina, you could recognise the classic classical in her because you can hear that in her vocals as well, and obviously in her yeah. playing. You know, she there she goes. She's playing classic jazz, and then she goes into her classical music, and it's just genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah so she's got these. Um, and but I think that's it's the same with a lot of jazz people. I mean, <laughs> when I first started writing, I had these awful <laughs> kind of arguments with with Mort Wise. Yeah. And he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant clarinet player. But he used to say, oh, you know, free jazz people, they just want to be jazz players. But I yeah. pointed out to him that in order to play, especially the more improvised free jazz, yeah. you, need, you need to understand music because, you know, anyone can make a noise and there's a, there's a thin line between noise and music. And I think, yeah. you know, free jazz, they, they, they take you right up. And even some of the classic... They, they just take you right up to that that line and you're almost there and you think, oh no. <laughs> but it just yeah. keeps, it's just, uh, there's just times when uh, in a gig you go somewhere else it's beautiful it's true and like free jazz can be so brilliantly and interesting because they're all improvising it's brilliant then sometimes it gets on my nerves I'm not going to lie sometimes <laughs> I think oh all right come on now you know because oh, they go off snap. they yeah. go off on a tangent and but sometimes yeah. I capture something so brilliant but then sometimes it's it, it kind of grates on me you know mm. it's, got to like it you don't have to like it just because it's jazz and you're a jazz lover and you think exactly. oh I should like this yeah. I should like this because all these incredible artists are you know they're improvising they're going off on a tangent here so intellectually I should like this but not really you, you like but also what you like. Yeah. I mean you, you're meant to understand it and sometimes uh, yeah. I literally I've been listening to somebody and I've, I've been thinking I have no idea what you're trying to say <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know and some people i always look at some people's faces and you can tell they don't know what they, they don't understand i know but and they're, and they're looking around bit, and they're going yeah. oh yeah this is really good no, should i understand this should i understand this mm, well really they're just going off all over the place but yeah. you know sometimes it sounds great like anything like anything that's improvised you can get an amazing moment but then sometimes mm. it's like no, <laughs> but that's why we love Nina Simone. And you're right. And the other thing is about jazz. The, the, the whole thing with jazz and how it started was the improvising and it, it, it can evolve and it goes off here and there. There's no set rules. Like some people are very set in the ways. If they think, you know, Frank Sinatra, if it's not like that, it's not jazz. You know, mm. and well, that's well, jazz in itself. You know, it evolves, it moves, it moves yeah. with the times. It, you know, what is jazz? It's it's just about changing, and you know, making, is, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with you there because yeah, I I think seriously, I think to really enjoy jazz and to understand it, particularly as an audience member, yeah, you need patterns and you need familiarity. So yeah. You know, um, some of the best things that I've seen are when people are like, they're playing John Coltrane and you always yeah. know every note, but then, yeah. then they'll introduce a little bit of their individuality. But yeah. then, it, then it comes back to, to that, oh, you think, oh, yeah, there you are. That's that's the chord progression. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can call it fancy names, but you don't need to understand music to understand that there's something, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. I know where it's yes. going. Yeah. And I think that's so important. So it's a bit like, almost like a pop song you come you come back to these these areas of familiarity and you, you kind of ground yourself and i think that's yeah. important whatever um, kind of jazz yeah that's very true because also you, you take it back to its roots its originality yeah. you know and where it came from and you take it there and then like you say you can you know it progresses it changes but it's to take it back even if it's for those few notes just take it back to the roots 
Yeah, absolutely right. And I'm a big fan of um, sweet Emma Barrett. And <laughs> I'd love to talk about her because you, you just absolutely love her, don't you? And she was... I did, well, I hadn't heard much of her, but um, I was asked to do a piece by the um, the Library of Congress. And yeah. even after I pointed them out that I wasn't a US writer, because I think yeah. you're supposed to be, but they said, oh, yeah. it doesn't you know, matter. Just, hey, just don't tell matter. everybody. Just don't tell yeah. so I have. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, she was sixty-six when she became famous. She was, um, a, a, she was um, a, a black lady. She was a lady, and so I mean, she had all this going against her. And yet, she had a, I mean, her personality. It, I mean, she made me laugh even just reading on the history because, like, she she hated flying. So what she'd do yeah. is she'd go go on a train, take all her food in this big hat box that she kept yeah. her money in and everything. If I love it. You know, and um, she would just Such arrive at these venues with um, like messy clothes and a, and a big hat box in, in which was absolutely everything that she owned. Yeah. And I just, you know, and when women sort of came and sort of spoke to her from the audience, she was quite feisty with them. And <laughs> I kind of think, yeah, I wish I could be like that, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and what and she wore those little bells and stuff in her hair. She was oh, very, very eccentric, and she she didn't yeah. really give a shit, did she? She just no. you know doing her own thing. What I love about her is that she was self taught, you yeah. know, and I I loved that because she's great, yeah. and she's self taught, you know. She didn't have the luxury of going to a music school, and you know she just did no. it. And she um, managed to keep a kind of mystery because she disappeared for nine years. Yeah, why why was that? Do you know? Well, I think because um, I actually tracked down the guy who did the sleeve note when yeah. he was this was nineteen sixty four, but he was also the doctor for for the little band that went out from the preservation hall. And yeah. I, I think she probably had a child. I mean, that's that's my theory. Yeah. So somebody correct me, please, if I'm wrong. But I mean, why not? You know. <laughs> yeah. Why <laughs> not? Because I mean, she went. She was thirty nine then, and then she disappeared, yeah. and and then she came back later. But she was sixty six before she really became famous and i love that that's mm. what i love you know and she just kept at it because she just loved it mm, it's exactly. her passion and that's what she just kept doing and it wasn't something even that after she, felt she, she, was, I mean, she could only use one one arm you know yeah. uh, towards the end of her life but she used to put, still play the piano I and i had a grandmother who who did that she no a wonderful piano with one arm she was disabled completely down one side and you know um there's that I, I was just thinking yeah my grand did that and here's somebody really famous doing that you yeah know? I love that when against the odds I love it you know when somebody's mm. against the odds and yet they still yeah get, get heard and I, I I really I really admire that um who who do you feel today Sammy who's kind of you know shining through who's progressing who's evolving because you know a lot of the new wave jazz is yeah. it's beyond free jazz it's it's all kinds of mix with you know hip hop this that yeah the real generation who, who are following that now um in their 20s and you you'll probably notice there's a, a lot more um female young young artists yeah. coming through they're not going into pop they want to go into jazz but it's a different yeah. jazz you know it's it's new wave jazz and it's really progressed well i think jazz is is providing something for them i mean i went to the jazz cafe recently it's an amazing yeah. venue i'd never been before but i went and they, they had a venue. band and what made me smile was that they gave us all quite a long lecture before they even started playing and oh. they're like half our age and they were like you know <laughs> oh fantastic <laughs> and about, yeah and um but i actually quite enjoyed it i mean i, I wanted to sit down but even <laughs> 
But you what know, were they giving you a lecture about? What did they say? Well, I want to know. On kind of so, social equality and on all right. this kind of thing. A lot of which I kind of thought, well, yeah, I, I, that's what I, you know, I do that anyway. But I could see where they were kind of coming from. Yeah. And they were a really young jazz initiative. I wish I could remember the name. But there were four of them, and one of them, I mean, he he was awful. He did, <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did long, long poems with a, with a trombone. Okay. Oh, for goodness sake, you yeah. know, yeah. but, but the trumpeter was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's what I mean with when it's progressing. Um, <laughs> sometimes it it does go off on a tangent, and it's mm. music is music. If it sounds good, it's interesting. That's all that needs to happen. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter where you go with it. If it works and it sounds good, that's that's mm. all that matters. But if it's going way off tilt and it's not working and i don't care how progressive they want to get it's mm. not working for me if i don't like the sound of it you know i don't like the yeah. sound of it but it's very 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 popular now um, amongst and, um, really young audience and yeah i mean I, i've been i've been to to gigs where there's more young people in the audience than that older people and it's brilliant and it used to and, be the other way around exactly and you know i mean and you know, talk about women coming on. There's there's some brilliant young people that oh. I just love love hearing. There's Sylvia Bolognese, and then I just keep finding more people. There's um vocalist uh, Georgia Mancia. I went and saw her recently, and her stage presence is just you know she's she's phenomenal. She's really yeah. really good. Um, and then I've <laughs> um there's Suzanne Altner. I don't know if, if you've heard of yes, her. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, I mean, she, and Ju Julie Campisha. Um, she's Julie a Campisha. Yeah, harp. she's a harp player. I love and, I mean, the harp as well. Established harp is you know like like Brandy Younger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean there are just so many women, and there's men as well. This is this is guys. This we don't Leo care Pellegr about them. We don't care about <laughs> the men, do we? <laughs> know, we just Leo, care about the women. Leo Pellegrino <laughs> and Moon Hooch. I mean, they're yeah. really tapping into a young, vibrant um, band. Do you feel, uh, like you just said, you know, there's more women coming through and this is what we love. This is great. I mean, it really is great. Do you feel men are more supportive now or do you still feel a little bit over, still overshadowed um, the, um, by the, you know, women overshadowed by the men? I fear. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean one minute. more I'm, balance or do you think they're more supportive yeah. or it's still male dominated? Well, one minute I'm really positive, and then the next minute I read, you know, some of the reviews of women artists that are done by males, mm. um, and also some of some of the reviews that are done on LGBT and you know non-binary people by male older reviewers. Yeah, are just are just horrible, and they are they yeah. have this kind of entrenched um grandfather <laughs> you know um you must not do this and uh, they don't realize how they actually come across um when they make these comments about you know um i mean somebody somebody commented on george's music that um i, I don't know they, they kind of make a review about them like he, this guy said that he he'd never heard of her even though she's you know parliamentary jazz nominated about seven times and right. and won so many awards and she does these hang events and everything but but you know he, it, the review started about how he'd never heard of her he'd never heard of some of the numbers i mean she wrote them herself so of course he hadn't mm. and about how she looked pretty on stage and i just think oh, no don't please, please don't do that and it when just, they oh. start saying 
when they bring the looks into it annoys yeah. me you know just just see that that person is a great musician doing well can't you know stop bringing the sex into it oh they look gorgeous or you, you know it's yeah I, yeah well, that's a bit ignorant of that guy really because then he should have done yeah. his research um, well exactly yeah. you know but uh, yeah i i know what you're saying I, so i still feel it's still a tip still a little bit male dominated but i do feel that you know women are you know they are coming through stronger oh, and yeah. stronger and without a and doubt. some of the male jazz musicians they they seriously wonder where the women are you can tell that they're, they're just like hang on we i went to college it was 50 50 where where the hell are they yeah <laughs> you know yeah 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 that's so true now as we were saying like it's all it's the last few years it's become really become popular again with a younger audience and it's almost like parallel to what happened in the golden age of jazz, you know, big noise, things happening, big scene, then the pandemic, Spanish flu. Yeah. And we were quite similar, isn't it? It's similar. Do you feel, do you feel it's going to get even bigger once this is over or do you feel, uh, you know, where do you feel it's going? Do you feel like it's still going to be popular or get more popular or will something else come from this pandemic? I think um, I think a lot has come from it already. I mean, there have been I've done several articles about what's ha what's going on in, in yeah. lockdown. And I just put out a I think it was a tweet saying, you know, what's everybody doing? Give me some information. and I'll share it. Yeah. And it was just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there was just so much. Stuff. So many. And it was so good. And people have been recording and they've been they've been they've been helping each other because there's some people who are just floundering, you know, on, on yeah. the technology side. Yes. And then you'll see you'll see somebody, you know, handing them a link or saying, um, drop me a DM and I, I will help you sort this out. Yeah. Um, oh, that's nice. And, you know, they are they are so supportive of each other and there are so many collaborations happening at the moment. So many. That, I mean that would never have happened because Australians are connecting with French people, Italians with Canadians. That yeah, that's right. Happen on, you know, live. I mean, there's nothing like live music, I have to say, but it's a different kind of creativity and i think things are going to come out come out of this i think you're right and you know uh, instagram instagram live is huge i mean everybody's doing online gigs which is great because everyone's got to you know keep going and people are writing more on the recording but i'm loving all the online gigs and i'm encouraging all my friends musician friends to keep doing these mm. instagram live gigs because you know it's great and i love what you just said then sammy about the collaborations mm. people from you know as far as australia to italy and saying hey do you want to let's collaborate let's do an online something that yeah. is amazing okay it's not the same as a live gig but we have to move forward as an art we've got to keep we've got to adapt you know yeah. i did an online gig it was strange um <laughs> but i had a laugh you know i had a laugh and it was fun and I'm, i was really glad i did it but not the same as having a real like an audience there but you've just got to adapt yeah. and i just want to make sure that and i think everybody is they keep going keep the art going because we're not sure what's going to happen with some of these clubs as you mentioned the jazz cafe an amazing venue i've performed there a few times right. and it's in trouble at the moment and it'd be heartbreaking if that place does go down and doesn't reopen like a lot mm. of the amazing venues so we've just got to you keep writing you keep pushing it the artists have got to keep doing stuff you know 
yeah and just keep going yeah i mean i i have to say i mean obviously as a jazz writer I, I don't have any spare money but um what i've been doing is i've been supporting the venues oh, because i you. i kind of think that the venues are going to be so needed yeah you know, when are. all this improves oh, bless you for doing with, that. but you know without the venues how, um how are our musicians going to play and then who's going to find them to record with them absolutely absolutely yeah. that's one thing i want to get involved with trying to save the the the, the, the jazz cafe and there's a, a few other venues and i'm sure yes. there'll be yeah. some charities um coming up and i'd like to be right in the middle of that helping but that's you've got great. to get inundated now you realize that <laughs> yeah absolutely but i don't care i want to and, and i think that's amazing of you to wanting to support that because you're right without them then you know it'll be yeah nothing let's just let's pray sammy but on another note tell us about mm. any funny gig stories can you share any <laughs> um well okay. um well a couple i can think of and um, you probably i don't know if you can relate to this because you play to empty gigs but um so on one memorable occasion i was in a band called the razors in london and yeah this was like you know late 90s early 90s so yeah before social media really so we were booked at a venue and we had to get posters printed and the guy got the date wrong on the posters oh so, no so we turned up and no one knew that we were there that day so we just had this <laughs> big, big empty hall we thought okay great we'll have a rehearsal in the venue so we did that we played two sets to almost nobody apart from there was a pub next door and, and right at the end of the gig i was doing um patty smith as the night mole my version of it <laughs> and then um right at the end this guy came in staggered to the bar ordered lemonade and just fell to the floor and by the time we got to the floor he was just snoring his head off and it was an appropriate number but did you all have a good laugh about it though or was everyone well, like, um, oh my god? No, the guitar guy was a bit intense, but no, the rest of us did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. They, you know what, though? I love these stories. I love the stories of, uh, you know, things going wrong because it'd be boring if you had a, a gig. Every gig was great and it all went really well. You have to have something that you can look back on and say, oh, do you remember that time when the ceiling yeah. fell through? Yeah. You know, it's brilliant. So, and what, how are you, how are you coping in lockdown? Are you are you just head down writing? Are you you know how is it how is it for you? How's it been for you? Well, I'm okay. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 a um, horticulturist, like botanist by trade. So I've wow. got quite a few online students, and they they seem to have been quite busy because I think a yeah. lot of them are looking at their work sitting there, thinking, uh, I've got no excuse. <laughs> so they're they're sending stuff in, um, and yeah, I have been writing. I mean, yeah. I'm talking I'm, I'm in talking with uh, collaborating with another lady at the moment um Brilliant. and that's really exciting i mean we can't that's great i mean in a way it's kind of like yeah. a writer's dream to have all this peace in a way so um yeah although my right life doesn't oh, to be just, that peaceful i could yeah. just write i could just lock myself away and write you've got the dream sammy i know <laughs> Oh, well, Sammy, it's been lovely talking to you. You're so lovely and so talented and you're a brilliant writer. And, um, yeah, just keep doing brilliant things and keep supporting like you are doing, which is just amazing. Thank you very much. Oh, that's a brilliant Sammy Stein. Her books available on Amazon. Go and get them. They're incredible. 
that's the show for this week and if you liked it please subscribe now on your favorite podcast app and while you're there what are you gonna do go on do it leave a review and of course make it a good one don't make it a rubbish one that'd be pointless also please support in any way you can the nord of robin's musical therapy charity Sisters in the Shadows was presented by me, Colette Cooper, and is a Pod People production. Thank you to the gorgeous Mikey Hansen and the gorgeous Jake Trappett for their production support. And more than anything, thank you to you guys who keep listening to my foghorn. Love you. I'll be back in your feed next Friday talking to another amazing soul from the world of blues and jazz. I'll see you then. Bye.